Hey y'all, like, comment and subscribe at Yakabit 7 on socials. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Yak from the bench, not balling, probably dripping Yak on the bench. You know who it is, you know what it is. Today's episode, I've got to address this. Is it FSG out now? I'm going to let you sit on that for a second. And I will start off by saying, and I will reiterate throughout, that nobody doesn't want us to put another attacker in the mix. Top red, bottom red, centrist shit, just allow it. To me, it's just the difference between being an edgelord, fishing for content and likes, because the football abbeys love it. Sorry to all the good guys with football abbeys. And people who are serious about this. I don't mean like life or football, by the way. Just Liverpool's situation right now, and you're, you're not serious, bro. You're just ignorant, bro. I've also considered there's already different factions within FSG out already. So I'll try and address a few of them. So if you sat there like, what? I never said that. Then some mug ads, so go have a word, right? None of us have the time to go through absolutely everything said around this right now with me. So I'm going to rely on those that disagree with me to come back with more so we can keep going at it until we can put it to bed and have heard everybody's thoughts on it. I know I seem to be in an ever-dwindling minority here, but that's calm. Right now, though, we're going to go down the list in no particular order. I'm not trying to narrative myself out of this, so I've tried not to over-direct this pod, if you know what I mean. I've had to half-script it. This isn't off the dome, so we can stay on track and I can give you as much to chew on and spit back at me as possible, yeah? This is where we're going to start, because to me, it's not that relevant to our specific depth problem it's more to set the table and add a bit of league-wide context to it all and obviously this is recorded hours before the deadline so who knows we might sell Robinho and Arsenal might buy Ozil back anything can happen on deadline night baby squad comparisons Chelsea have four senior centre mids Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho and Loftus-Cheek Kante's injured Loftus-Cheek may have left by tonight and are an Azpilicueta injury away from one senior right-back and four centre-backs, including Ampadu, for three spots in the starting eleven, with various players who can cover. Man United have one true six. McTominay, Fred equal one, as neither are truly a six, and various players who can cover. Man City have one striker, Jesus, and various wingers who can play there. No true left-backs, with two who can cover, Zinchenko and Cancelo. Liverpool have two strikers, Bobby and Taki Origi, who equal one as neither is consistently played through the middle, two left-wingers, Mane and Jota, and various players who can cover right-wing after Salah. We could do Spurs as well, to be fair, in regards to forwards, they have less than us. We can argue all day over who has the best cover in those important positions, but the point is, it's normal for your best players to play almost every game in a season, and it's normal not to have two players in every part of the pitch, but rather versatile cover over each area of the pitch. Who would we have signed? People have thrown Doku, Trincao, Moriba, Ings, Vlahovic, Chiesa, Traore, Saar, Honeydew, Malin, etc. at me, but outside of those who cost 100 mil, those who turned this down, those who said they want to stay at their club, those their club wouldn't entertain offers for, those that are represented by agents like Raiola who want their players to go to a Dortmund, Monaco, Milan before getting a big commission move to an oil club, and those that are still up in the air, we aren't left with any from that list, and the others not mentioned. Yes, there's thousands of players around the globe to choose from, but this isn't Football Manager. Our reputation and transfer budget doesn't just allow us to sign whoever we want, and they have a guaranteed potential. 
so much more goes into a signing, especially at Liverpool. We have agents wanting their players to play for their contacts, agents players wanting week-in, week-out football to display their talents, agents players wanting wages that would break our structure, and don't even dare suggest we do that just to add competition for places this season. Klopp and his staff's interview process and the boxes outside the dribbling ability that a player must tick to join our squad. It's just not as simple as bidding for all the wonder kids around the world and hoping one says yes. We have to factor in everything else before a signing makes sense. And I'm sorry, but that makes perfect sense. There's also a habit of naming players that have huge question marks over their heads. Question marks we knew about when we were linked to these players before anyone else was, sometimes years ago. And naming famously inconsistent players or players with known attitude problems. Players we all know we won't sign. A policy that works isn't a policy to throw away just because someone else doesn't have the same policy. Are FSG stingy? Have they told white lies? Yes. It's pretty annoying to see businessmen in their businesses plead COVID poverty whilst making more money than ever, announcing profits than announcing cutbacks, promising sales equals signings but being slow to both. But one thing they in the transfer committee can say is that they've always identified the perfect players and waited for them. Or they've sniffed a bargain for a player they are high on and pounced. Neither of those things are bad. And neither of those things are out the window because we haven't sought to match any other team's spending. The foreign player limit. Three words. The we still need to sign like three players crew seem to be allergic to. Some claiming we just don't understand that we can choose who to register. Like, what? And some claiming it doesn't matter because we can just sign players now and move players later. Seems like we're very quick to forget who got us here. What got us here, sorry. Team chemistry, belief, personality. All things very quickly lost when you start preempting senior players' moves. Very quickly lost when players sit unregistered, festering and spreading the disease of unrest throughout the rest of the squad. Football is football. Friends come and go. But to keep everyone happy, it has to be done the right way. We couldn't assign players over the foreign player limit in the expectation that Shaq and Origi would go. Yes, they were always going to be shopped. Offers were always going to be listened to, but that by no means guarantees a move goes all the way through. It's categorically bad business to make moves before what makes it possible is a given. There's so many examples of this blowing up and creating a stench in the dressing room. Players start to worry that'll be them once the shiny new toy arrives and suddenly the cards start falling. They're human beings. We're just human beings. We can all agree it would have been nicer for it all to have happened and for it to have happened early. But again, in real football, these things aren't always a choice. The idea that our team is growing so old so quickly, we won't be left with a team by 2024. We've signed four first team players in two years, yeah? Thiago, Simakas, Kanate, Taki. At that rate, we will have signed six plus first team players by 2024. And without those signings, this is what our squad will look like. Allison, 31, in his prime. Trent, 25, in his prime. Gomez, 26, in his prime. Konate, 25, in his prime. You get the gist. Robertson, 30. Kaita, 29. Fab, 30. Jones, 23. Jota, 27. Elliot, 21. Subs, Simakas, 28. Cade, 19. Bobby Clark, 19. Any of the players not mentioned who'd be in their 30s might still be good enough backups at 32, 33 years old as well. And we're ignoring other prospects like Kometio and Vandenberg in case they never make the cut. That leaves two gaps in the starting 11. Two forwards. Assuming we sign players at just the rate of the last two seasons, it's 29 in five years so far by the way, we'll have signed six. 
I think we can safely assume assume at least two will be first team forwards, four players in different positions and any younger player who we buy or comes through the system on top of that. We might be a striker, right winger light this season. We kind of always have been to be fair, that's why we bought forwards that never miss games, another key aspect of our recruitment. But by no means, and I mean no means at all, can anyone proudly assume we're just never going to make those signings because FSG are going to run us into the ground and turn us into Arsenal. Sorry Arsenal, I do have love for you. Anything can happen, but you're not psychic like that. It's like all these people who think FSG should have predict predicted losing so many players to injury that Hendo would have to play centre-back for a period of the season. Yeah, three centre-back sounds bad, but Fab was always considered the fourth man in that list, and in any normal circumstances that would have been absolutely fine. We tried for Upamecano, but you went to Bayern instead. Konate became a long-term target, target while scouting him, and we went and got him when we could. So even going by our stingy transfer record, we'll be more than okay. And that's also with some generous assumptions towards the FSG outlook. The Edwards factor. I'm sure you've heard the news that Michael Edwards might be leaving. The transfer man, if you didn't know already. Well, apparently he came to them in May to inform them of this. Who's to say he hasn't just been tasked with tying up loose ends, contracts, before he goes? Leaving more scope, more money and more throws of the dice for the next guy who picks up his crown. That would make sense, no? We're not an oil field, nor an entire nation, nor the biggest sports brand in history. For any team not called Chelsea, PSG, United, etc., you know who I mean. Any team not called them can't buy a new team, like say we did, or Villa did, and Villa are rich rich, or Arsenal were on the verge of. We can't just buy a new team, then buy a new team, then buy a new team like those guys can. We were bought so that we can be run well and with a profit, which if done right creates an environment in which you can challenge at the top end of the prem. We've literally never been one of these oil teams, for want of a better term, and neither should we want to be. We're doing it the right way, the romantic way, and the way that will leave us in good stead come the day Klopp and or FSG leave. The, they're just happy with top four brigades seem to forget that we're shouting about how any of the top four can win it nowadays. Last week, that's not a bad thing, you spoiled kids. Of course it would be nice. Of course it'd be nice to make one of those signings now to get us all excited for this season. But every team in the world bar two are an injury or two away in certain areas from a very different looking side. It's not something that without it we're finished. Like I keep seeing actual real life football fa uh, Liverpool fans saying, nobody that's looking at FSG out in bemusement just wants us to stick every season until they're all grey and retire. And I'm not entirely sure what anyone assumes FSG do either. Every year, every fan of every team could look at a sign in another team made and go, oh my god, we could have just done that. But that's not how the game works. Liverpool were poking around a few of the players that moved this summer years ago. Who's to say they didn't cut the mustard for our staff? Who's to say they didn't make demands we couldn't meet? We're a big club, we should meet those demands incoming. I'm just glad you don't run a business that employs me in it. If this needs explaining to you, or if that comment confuses you, then you shouldn't be trying to have this conversation in the first place. You're not serious. Who's to say they even wanted to come and risk being a bit part player for us when someone else in the Prem or other leagues was offering week in week out starts? Yeah, players do come to challenge for spots, but you're all mentioning highly sought after players. If they don't have an affinity to Liverpool, why would they sign when they've got a better offer somewhere else? There's so many variables to a signing. We can't just let what we kind of want to become demands, no matter the context, that then become demands for new owners, new board, new staff or a new manager. It's ridiculous. And remember, 
we're talking about a signing that can fill in for our other players. Like you all say, you aren't after a star, you just want competition for places. So we're shitting the bid over a single backup young signing you think we should have made by now. We're going to piss what we've built up the wall for that. And before you scream, what? 30 million for a player like Bailey would bankrupt the squad? Nah. But there's more likely to be a better reason we have never signed him or others before than FSG simply wanting to piss us off and laugh at Klopp or even just take advantage of his coaching ability. Something else thrown around a lot. Nobody is saying this kind of money would affect our future. It's everything else around it. Team fit, team chemistry, wages, agents demands, game time demands, better targets being available over the next two windows and everything else we've just gone over. Signing only a bargain before January or next summer would actually make sense if we assumed that we had targets in line in mind, which has kind of been the blueprint for what we've done since Klopp's come in. I can't believe how butthurt I've been all over all this nonsense, but I'm genuinely offended that so many, you know, if it was few, it would be easier to approach this in a more constructive manner of conversation or just ignore it. But this many Liverpool fans are this miserable this quick to call our players done to accuse our admittedly venture capitalist cunt owners of being happy with fourth to even accuse Klopp of becoming lost or submissive to his employers just because you aren't happy with the level of depth in one bloody position it's beyond childish you can be unhappy unsure about the level of depth in said position without any of the rest of that the rest of it is for likes and to play to the FIFA FM crowd, which is nonsense coming from people with platforms. People my age as well and older. Big grown men playing to the football avi kids like that, you know. I call on anybody to come to me on this subject. As in FSG out. Not wanting to... Not wanting someone to replace Origi. I think we all want that. I'm all for peace and love and prosperity. But not when my own fellow fans are frying us all and what we love in the mud like this. You got me acting like I'm heartbroken out here and it's pissing me off. I do not appreciate how much of a biznatch you've made me about this, but somebody has to tell you all to shush at some point. And if I get all monologue about it, then so be it. Too many people just try and get early calls in now that it's drowning out any sane analysis of what's really happening. The fishing for likes and the reactionary behaviour from group chat banter is now outweighing anybody serious about anything when it comes to Liverpool online. And look, it's not that serious, all this FSG out, FSG in shit. But it's beyond banter when people try to pretend to be serious about it. You, you can't claim banter when you're dead ass saying these things. Trying to organise protests and that. If a fan of another team said this to me across a table or next to me or online or whatever, then yeah, it's time for bants, banter lads. But these are guys trying to gain followings for opinions on football. It's dreadful, unfounded nonsense. Football is opinion. Football is banter, etc, etc. I love that side of it with all my raging, pathetic pussy heart but you lot just need to shut up man you're losing your edge it's just getting all weird and negative and glazes out over here and i do not like or respect it up the fucking reds you will never walk alone in clock we trust look like i said if anything i've said you disagree with please get at me record your own thing at me yakabutsu7 on all the socials get at me bro like tell me why i'm wrong i want to know why i'm wrong on this i want more pushback than just the standard cliches that, that have been repeated for weeks and weeks and when everyone disproves it you just go back to the first cliche you said and through the motions come on man come on we're better than that we're liverpool come on <laughs>